right. So thank you for joining me live from Studio Venus. I'm joined today by Carla Mathers Cox. And uh, I don't know you that well. I'm going to get to know you. We'll get to know each other over this yeah. hour. But um, I like your work. Thank you. Um, one in particular, I guess, was Pop. Oh, yes. Yeah, that sort of was in particular of work that I'd seen of yours. That's a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, did you go to the university here in Lethbridge? I did, but not in the arts department. Okay. I was in the management, okay. bachelor of management. But prior to that, I did music up at Grant McEwen. Oh, okay. So always a slight art-based for sure. So you're kind of an artsy kid. Yeah, artsy. I was, yeah. You married an architect that's actually did. fairly artsy. Very artsy. <laughs> <laughs> we have a brood of two artsy kids. Do you? So, yeah. Oh, cool. A little bit of chaos all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in music yeah. up at Grant McEwen. Yeah, I started, yeah. Did music. you sing, play? Um, I mostly focused on bass guitar and then wrote music. Oh, cool. And played in a few bands and then... It kind of sounds like a dream. It was really fun. You're, you're a rock star. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> and then I decided I wanted to make a little bit more money. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I should do Bachelor of Management. And I was I dreamed of being like an entertainment lawyer or, oh. or something like that. But no. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in... Uh, <laughs> in corporate land for a while and yeah, it's not really the right place for me. No. <laughs> what was your what was your first job in corporate land? Uh, or you don't have to say where it was. Well, but it was what human resources. So oh, okay. I did a lot of like labor relations. So like negotiating contracts, working with employers with like discipline issues and uh, yeah, yeah. Did you find that your background that you'd gained as a musician helped that at all? Like, was it sort of any... I would say probably not no. a lot. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like, and a lot of my work may say that, is that I am, like, I feel like I'm two people. Yeah. So, like, there's Kitty Black. Yeah. My alter ego, like, rock star, like, what artist. Like, yeah. And then there's Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you said Carla. Like, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't identify with Carla a lot, but that's yeah. who I am too. Yeah, yeah. And that's like corporate Carla, like, you know, professional, uh, mother, yeah. <laughs> like that person. But yeah. then there's also Kitty and yeah. And so they're at war a lot of times, <laughs> but they both exist. So, right. Yeah. And do they ever, do you find that having your business degree, has it helped in the reverse, helped your art at all? I would say yes. Yeah. Because yes. I have a friend who yeah. did her management, she did it in um, marketing, mm -hmm. and ho, oh, she can market herself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was a great degree for, to have for that. And, like, the computer and accounting and, like, all of that aspect really helps you as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but being an artist, I don't think, well, maybe can if you were in a marketing like field or something that would help you but not labor relations yeah yeah it's pretty cut and dry and yeah. i suppose it does it sounds like it'd be the opposite of cut and dry yeah yeah, yeah. but there's no wiggle room for creativity there's not that much way. no unless <laughs> you're really like secretly creative and then you can get away with it 
being secretly creative sounds wonderful. I, I always said if I was going to be an accountant, I would want to be a creative accountant. Yeah. But I think I would end up in jail. I was going to say, I, don't, I think that's a word they use, you know, when you're like the mob bo- or the yeah. uh, mob bosses. Yeah. Aren't you do creative you're accounting creative, then? Yeah. 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 So uh, good thing I'm not an accountant. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so we spoke just briefly before mm-hmm. we started here and you were saying you guys were in, you'd gone out for your husband to do his master's was it yeah out in Halifax mm-hmm. I love Halifax Me too. oh I think so we were nice. like six months away from not coming back yeah yeah there was a lot in Lethbridge and family and stuff to bring us back but yeah there's a lot of us wanting to go back so yes too. there's just something about that that city that's just absolutely wonderful and a different type of lifestyle too yes um a little bit more laid back yeah you know, very um, welcoming. Yeah. To an ex- yeah, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and arts there is crazy. Mm-hmm. So did you start doing? What went year was that? How long ago was that? So we moved out there in two thousand and six and came back two thousand and ten. Yeah. Um, but I had been working like in art since I was young. Yeah. Um, and. Um, learned a lot about different aspects of it being in Halifax. Yeah. What really excites me about the East Coast and um, is the ability to work as an artist like or, or as a craftsperson and actually make a living doing it. Oh, really? So like people out in um, the Maritimes can be ceramic artists and with the tourism can actually like have a... Right. Or a weaver or or basket maker yeah and they have like a whole tourism area set up with maps and stuff for people traveling through the different areas of PEI, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia and people and into Quebec and then you get the map and you can see it is maker or yeah. ceramics and stop at their little cottage or their little workshop and Kind of reminds me, we did that going up northern Quebec. My brother's at Lac Saint-Jean and we went and there was, yeah, a little pottery. Mm-hmm. Um, just wonderful little places. And, and BC, they have mm-hmm. that a bit too, right? Where they kind of, so maybe we just need it in Alberta here too. I, I think we need something like that because a lot yeah. of people want to travel around or we have people coming from different places. Yeah. But unless there's a map or or there's something kind of connecting it all, yeah, it people won't know unless they're looking for one specific thing, but having a map or or something directing them, they get to discover new things. Although with our studios and how we do things, there's not very many people that sort of have a, a studio that's on a little acreage as you're driving by, is there? The no. way we have our setup is kind of different. Anyways, I think it's, it's something I just loved about Halifax mm-hmm. is, is the celebration and you know, I never even thought about it till you said that, but that it's something that you can actually make money at out there, mm-hmm. which is different than here. And there's a different lifestyle mm-hmm. that's there too. When did you start weaving? So I started weaving probably 2004, five. And uh, yeah, so my, it was when my husband was at U of L. Yeah. Um, taking some classes and they had toured the Bowman and at that time I was like knitting a lot and spinning and he goes you need to check out the Weaver's Guild yeah because he had done a tour of of it and I was like oh I don't know like I'm happy with knitting and spinning yeah and he goes no you have to and so I went 
And you went, oh, here are and my like, people. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so then I've been on and off at the Guild since 2005, ah. the Lethbridge Weavers Guild. Um, and that's great for having having a space to try different things and having some experience and mentorship. So I've really right. enjoyed that. Yeah, we have a good community here, don't we? We of, do, yeah. Like I've got a few friends that, that are weavers that, you know, sort yeah. of keep track of it. It just seems like they do have sort of a good community here. It's really good. Yeah. And we have an amazing space at CASA. Yeah. Like a, I think probably one of the best studio spaces in Canada. Is that right? Hey. Um, and we have a really good format for our guild that's different than a lot of formats of guilds other places. What do you mean? So like in Halifax, the guild there, there's a group of weavers and they meet and they talk and that's great. Yeah. Um, Medicine Hat has a group of weavers and they have a space like ours, but they run their projects individual based. So like I would set up my loom and I would weave what I want. But here in Lethbridge, we do a lot more co cooperative aspects. Oh. So we put on huge long group warps, but 12 different people get to weave on them. Oh. But they all look completely different. Um, but what's great about that is that there's a lot of um, resources because it's a lot of work making a warp, putting a warp on. Um, what is a warp? So the warp is what goes on the loom. Okay. And the weft is what's woven. Oh, okay. In, in, with the shuttle. And it, it takes a long time to count out every thread. I'll bet. You have to put it onto the loom. You have to thread it through heddles and that's what is lifted yeah. to make the pattern. Um, and then it has to be threaded through the reed and that's what like pushes the thread into place. It looks into like place. a lot of work. It's a lot I... of work. Um, so having, you know, I think there's 40 of us at the guild. We have a lot of people that can help and do things. We have probably 12 or 13 floor looms. Um, you get to weave on so many more projects wow. than you would if you only, you know, worked on it having to do all the work yourself hmm. but it's so interesting each pe person would choose different wefts so different yeah. weft threads different pattern on it oh. that if you take a long 20 yard warp off you know some would look similar yeah but a lot would look completely different yeah and so there's that structure but then there's a lot of creativity that goes with it and then what happens to those when they're completed it turns into whatever that person wants. Oh, okay. So a lot of people might make, you know, depending on what we put on, it might be scarves or tea towels or blankets or dishcloths. But a lot of people can take that fabric and turn it into something completely different. Yeah, yeah. Like clothing or sculpture or, or whatever. Yeah. So if you wove something, you might turn it into something completely different than right. what I would. Yeah. And what do you turn yours into? Well, of course, there's like the, you know, the aspect of Carla and Kitty. Well, there's <laughs> the aspect of functional and unfunctional as well. Yeah. So I do a lot of like functional work. So I make things that, you know, tea towels, towels, you know, dishcloths, anything like that kind of stuff that I can give away or sell yeah. to help support like making like things the that addiction. are- The addiction. The addiction <laughs> and the unfunctional stuff. Right. So like sculptural work or like weird clothing or, just fabric that has potential that just sits there as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very vast on what what I do make. Yeah. Um, do you have um, like a, a loom at home? Not a loom. What are they called? Yeah, they're called it looms. is a loom. Yeah. All of a sudden, that sounded like the wrong word. <laughs> no, I was you're like, right. 
<laughs> I do have looms at home. Yeah. Yeah, I have. But it's hard to work at home a lot of times. Yeah, especially you mentioned you have two kids. Get kids and pets and yeah. housework and, and you know, all that stuff you're supposed to be doing and you don't really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Not I like spending time with my kids. No, I know. <laughs> They're great. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I, I like having a outside place to go. So yeah. that's what's been kind of a little bit unnerving with, with having Casa closed is you, I don't get to go and yeah, work outside of my house and have that space. But I'm making it work at home. So yeah, I have looms that I work on at home. Not as much as I probably should, but yeah. I have a pile of unfinished stuff. Well, as every artist does. <laughs> and then the material to make more unfinished yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, you, just because you have unfinished stuff, sort of like my library, I have a ton of unread books, yeah. but that does not mean I won't continue to buy them. No, you need to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> very, very obvious. <laughs> so selling, do you, you sell like on Etsy or something? No, I... Because selling art's a funny thing, isn't it? It is. So mostly I focus on selling, like the guild has a sale a year. Yeah. So if I'm making the functional stuff that'll sell, it'll go there once a year. Yeah. Um, and then that's about it for supporting that aspect of it. Yeah. It's right. just the guild sales and... And ever so often, if I finish something in between a sale, I might pop it up on my Instagram, my personal Instagram, and someone might buy it or not. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I buy more supplies, usually. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate. Yeah. Well, I think it is it is something with artists, right? Every every little bit that you make just sort of goes back into your addiction for the most part. Oh, there, for sure, yeah. There aren't a ton of our, us that are making no a, a ton of money with what we're doing <laughs> no. sailing the worldwide yeah it'd no. be a nice dream to, you know just sort of sell enough to go to france for the summer Sorry, perhaps yeah. you know just to smell the lavender and drink wine on it's, a porch but like a lot of there's a lot of things preventing artists from like if you sell on etsy mm -hmm. you have to pay you know fees to etsy yeah and then the shipping in canada you yeah. know like it's a hard it's a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> like even some of like I know Simons does like a lot of artists and like sells a lot of yeah. stuff for artists, which is awesome. Yeah. But then when you start digging into it, you know, you have to cover the shipping yeah. or you and they take 30% and you know, yeah, if, if you're if you're selling something that's not a high like a $1000 item, yeah. You know, it's a hard hard way to balance the books there right between materials and your time and a lot of times especially with weaving you know you can go and buy a tea towel at, at anywhere at the dollar yeah. store you can buy a tea towel that you know getting someone to spend 40 or 50 dollars on something they can get for two dollars yeah uh, people don't value the time and effort and and creativity that goes into a piece yeah but that's the same with painters or sculptures or ceramic artists Although it might be harder when it is something that can be utilitarian, right? Mm. Then it's harder for people to see that art aspect to it, you know? Well, especially like with fast, fast fashion and yeah. like all of like, you know, machines and um, labor elsewhere can produce stuff at such a low cost that we can't compete with a lot of that. Yeah. Especially, but I, I feel like we might be at the point where 
people are shifting again to more quality. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope so too. Um, it's, I mean, it's something, you know, I had a clothing shop and it, it was something, you know, someone come in and go, oh, $30 for a t-shirt. I can get this at Walmart for five. Mm, you can't. You can get a t-shirt at Walmart for $5. Not the same t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but not the same t-shirt. And the quality is going to be different, right? But oh, there, yeah. we are just taught that fast fashion or not to... Um, people don't understand the difference, I think, between inexpensive and cheap, mm. right? And and a lot of times things are cheap. Or we're going for quantity over quality a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Kitty Black. Tell me about Kitty Black. So Such a great name. So I think like Carla's probably more of the weaver, like doing more of like, you know, the functional type items. Whereas I think Kitty Black is more of the artist. So maybe a little bit of a different aspect of like photography, um, some like large scale like sculptures out of um, like I had a show at Casa in 2019 and it had um, like kind of weird baskets. So I saw a, a photograph. Yeah, I didn't so get to see them so in real life. So there's weaving um, yeah. and then there was a large uh, it was called the confessional oh, okay. so it's a large piece that kind of the whole show cent- centered between uh, centered around, around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was photographs as well of this person called the confessionalist and um, so like that kind of aspect is more kitty than, okay. than Carla for sure right um, so really like working at um, kind of the idea of judgment, sins, insecurities, um, that kind of aspect. So each of the photographs and each of the the vessels uh, dealt with like a sin or in- insecurity. Um, and then the, in the middle of the large confessional was, uh, which was called the confessional booth, was a large uh, sculpture called the metal, meta vessel, where uh, there was always an aspect of participation. So um, individuals would come and they could write, write down their confession oh, or their yeah. sin and place it into the meta vessel, which eventually will be burnt, thus hopefully resolving some of the sins, some of the confessions. confessions and sins. So there's an aspect of that work that I'm still working on. There's a lot of um, other aspects of it, like the birth of the confessionalist or the death of it. Um, so like the birth would be like the loss of innocence. Yeah. So just some stuff that of course I'm working through. Yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of us are working through a lot of the, the stuff that the, the sins and insecurities are. So. Yeah. Two seconds. I got to look yeah. at this. No I worries. don't want to, I think it's still recording, but I would have <laughs> conversation, no. but. Okay, we're still recording. <laughs> you know, you just kind of get that, like, you look up and see it's all black, and I was like, oh. I was like, I don't want to stop, like, in a really poignant part, but I don't want to <laughs> miss the poignant part either. Like, rewind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're getting back to confessionals. Okay. Okay. Um, but so the one that I saw mm-hmm. was this huge, which is the one you're talking yep. about, right? The confessional booth, yeah. And it was made out of twigs or? Well, mostly like um, willow. So wi- like branches, okay. like a traditional like basket weaving materials. Yeah. Uh, some dogwood in it as well. 
and a, maybe a little tiny bit of birch that I had I had found. Yeah. Um, and then like a base, and then some some rods that held it all together. Yeah. So it was a large, large piece. It, yeah. yeah. And were they all made out of natural materials? All of the baskets were, yes. So the smaller ones were made out of uh, reed instead of like more of a more of a com commercial produced things for basket weaving. Whereas the large confessional was all foraged from people's yards and grown here. With them here. knowing? Or? Oh, yeah, <laughs> with them knowing. Of, or yeah. did you have to add that confession after? <laughs> no, well, no, there was a little bit that was found as I was walking around, but yeah. yeah. No, I'm, a lot of people were doing yard work and so I could collect. Were more than them. willing to yeah. give you. They were like, yes, come get a truck of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what else, what's, your, what's another project that you wish to share? Do you want to talk about the one up at the university and how you responded to well, other work? Or is that, a, is that so long ago? That's so long ago. Yeah. And that was like pre-babies, I think. Okay. <laughs> Maybe like while I had a baby. So like I don't even... So is the vessel part of motherhood then? Uh, I think the vessel is part of motherhood. So like one of the other shows that I had kind of at the same time it was at Casa right when it opened yeah and I had created like a uterus out of felted material and it had a pump that would expand and decrease and so that was that was yeah. there's a little bit of an aspect of motherhood I think I think my children are getting older so yeah. it's like a different type of like vessel right. I guess they don't need me as much yeah. Then there'll be an empty one pretty It'll soon. There'll be an empty one pretty soon. Um, yeah, I don't really remember the one empty okay. one. Okay, well, that's okay. I know, like, recently, um, like, Casa is such a great... It's so like, good. So good. Yeah. Um, they had, last year for Art Walk, they had set up another um, art, like a pop-up art gallery Yeah. across from Casa. And I had a piece, uh, three pieces that I'm still kind of working on, and it's um, letters to the unknowns, letters to unknowns. Oh. oh, love letters to unknowns. Right. So there's, I think it's five of them, but I'm still working on, and it, I think I want, I, I'm into numbers a lot. Okay. So 1,040. I don't know. I like okay. numbers. Maybe that's the accountant in me. <laughs> the, <laughs> the creative management. accountant. Yeah, the creative accountant. <laughs> so, like, I, I really like numbers. So, I think in the end, I would love to have 1,040 of these little postcards um, with, um, I think they will develop a little bit more words in them. And all of my works have an aspect of words as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I'm continually working on and more aspects of the sins and insecurities work. So, mm. um, as I said, like the birth and loss of um, innocence and then um, some other aspects of that as well. Were you raised religious? Is um, religion... I was, like, we went to church a little bit. Yeah. But I think my parents knew early on it was probably not going to be a very good fit for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I they... I they were religious but not like over like yeah. very devout for sure um so it was never really pushed on me it was like left for my own exploration but i would say i'm not a very traditionally religious person i'm just at all. thinking <laughs> i'm just thinking of the confessional not that that has to be religious no. of course but it it 
is so steeped in there is a lot of in religion in right yeah. yeah I find yeah. it interesting exploring the aspects of yeah. religion yeah. Um, I find a lot of it very restrictive um, and hurtful yeah and I and I feel very interested in learning more about lots of different religions um, so there is an aspect of that for sure yeah but I would not say I'm religious no <laughs> there's aspects of spirituality that i think we all have yeah and but i i don't think i would fit in a mold of anything no because there's so many different things that i would believe or not believe yeah. or be interested in and i yeah i don't feel like there i would yeah fit in yeah <laughs> no it's and and so not trying to put it on no. you at all just was curious with yeah. with having especially something like the confessional so, which feels so mm-hmm. catholic right mm-hmm. um which it you know and i no, i did not grow up in the catholic church <laughs> um yeah and i think like in working through a little bit more of this sins and insecurity things i think there's other little aspects of religion too that will pop up in it because mm-hmm. our society is so it's so in in everywhere yeah yeah um which is great and i love uh, experiencing and learning about different aspects of it for sure yeah but i'm a little hesitant or of of it as well so well and sort of looking at something that is confessional and that is mm-hmm. interactive with so many mm-hmm. people right is is interesting it's interesting to think of people writing down their confession and mm-hmm. then giving it trusting it mm-hmm. um to to someone else right and i and having it you cannot you cannot really see anyone's confessions right right but there's always an aspect like i would love <laughs> <laughs> to know what's in there yeah, yeah and it's a lot of self-control not to open it up and like like we wouldn't know whose it was because no. their names are not there yeah but um no it's just sitting there getting ready to be to burned, be burned. Um, and hopefully re- be recorded when it's say, when it's yeah, burned as well i have to record it yeah. um you know what that'd be amazing on the big signage at casa yeah. burning that's that's my yeah. plan yeah. but i feel like it needs to be in winter um, just for the safety aspect for the safety and the look of it like it feels like that would be a nice on the time and, the, and it would be warm and it would be it would be nice to be warm in winter and have it burning so that's the plan hmm. and then it can oh. be people will see it and know that their confessions and my own confessions yeah. that are placed in there as well will be gone so right can you tell me about these pieces that you're hoping to do? Sorry for skipping around. No, I'm that's good at my skipping. brain kind me of too. okay. Good, <laughs> my brain skips all over. So, but the thing, the pieces that you're doing that you hope to do a thousand and forty. Yeah. Can you just describe those again? I think I kind of so on the um, back side of them, it's um, woven materials. Yeah. So all different types of wefts and warps and color and everything. And then on the other side that's connected to it, it is a like a natural cotton fabric. Yeah. Um, and then on it um, right now is the ones I'm working on don't have any words, but there's aspect of sewn um, letters kind of on, like forms on it that yeah. kind of look like words, but they, they aren't. Yeah. Um, and they are all postcard sized and have um, elements of a postcard, like a little like fake stamp or something yeah. on it but I feel like they're going to start having some visual words on them as well yeah that as you go through them you can see 
some things that maybe I'm questioning or I'm wanting to know or wanting again resolution from so yeah uh, it, that's what I did think you meant so to do mm -hmm. a thousand and forty of those is yeah. is crazy and lovely and I can't wait to see them imagine them piled up just like even they, I mean, obviously yeah. you want to hang them or whatever so you can see them, but, but it'd also just be the, interesting to have them like some way in a true. book as well and people could flip because even if they're hanging, yeah, you can walk around and see them yeah. or if they're in a pile, like visually that would be very, very, that would excite me a lot to see yeah. them all, but also maybe after like, or even visually like on, on the computer that you could flip through them, Yeah, especially once words are being put on them. Yeah or like not whole like letters yeah but just each individual postcard may have a word yeah on it I think would be quite yeah it sounds interesting but there's also like a lot of my work has tactile uh, aspect to it so like the flipping of the postcards mm -hmm. or the hanging like I want people to touch things like that interactive aspect right like putting your confession in it or pumping up the uterus right yeah I I, I like <laughs> like when it, you know if you're a kid and you yeah, go yeah, in you totally will, you know that button is hard not to push right <laughs> and even they put a, it there for a reason I know and as an adult I still like want to oh, push totally. that button or I, I want to touch right I know so, so hard sometimes when you go in paintings you just want to touch them well there's so much <laughs> texture to things I know. right <laughs> but you know you know when you can touch and when you can't yeah right? and, or you get asked to leave galleries <laughs> Nothing wrong with that once in a while. <laughs> we all have to cross over once in a while. Yeah. Who are your um, like influences or who do you, you know, sort oh, of... No. I know that's a hard question just to, to pull out like that, but is there someone even when you were... I mean, and maybe they end up not even being artists, right? I mean, especially yeah. as you start off like a musician too, so... Um, so... For weaving, yeah, Sheila Hicks, so very prominent textile artist. I quite like her work. Um, again, like lots of form in it. Um, Annie Albers, another like more more traditional to an aspect of weaving, yeah. but also did like worked with lots of different materials and then moved into like um, like more free form and like recycled materials and stuff. And she also did like a lot of really neat printmaking and mm. stuff. Um, from music, uh, a bass player <laughs> called Jaco Pistorius, which not only- What a great name. Yeah, and he was an amazing artist, <laughs> um, but also very drawn to him because he's very like quite self-destructive oh. and like, yeah, just an amazing like artist. And then mm. quite a sad downfall that a lot of artists musicians have yeah um yeah I guess I I I quite like a lot of a lot of artists yeah but I also like um a lot of artists that maybe aren't like very strict to form so they're not just painters or they're not just yeah. um weavers or they're not just musicians that a lot of times like the ones I'm drawn to are very exploratory in a lot of different mediums or fields and yeah. I think probably because that's who I am yeah that's why I'm, I'm more interested in them for sure yeah I like that too and it's nice 
um, because then we have that option to be able to, okay, I have this that I want to say. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to say it? Is it through music? Is it through painting? Is it through photography with this? Mm-hmm. Do I want to weave it? Like it just gives you um, so many more ways to think about things mm-hmm. and to access different things too then, right? But I'm always a little envious of those who are so drawn and so committed to one thing. Like, I kind of wish I was that some days. But then other days I'm like, no, I guess that's maybe the duality of myself too. Like, if Carla was going to do something, she would just do (laughs) one thing, right? (laughs) Right. But having this other aspect of me, I, I, like... Kitty doesn't want to just do one thing, right? Right. So then I have to be like, no, right? But I'm still envious. Like my husband, yeah, he knew what he wanted when he was young. And he's, you know, he <laughs> jokes that maybe he wants to be something else, but I don't think he can. He's just that, you know, yeah, it's passion. passionate about yeah. one thing where I guess I'm passionate about everything. Yeah. Right. Or lots of different things. Yeah. And I think, um, I think a lot of times, not so much anymore, but for years, society has told us just to be one thing yeah, or to yeah. do one thing. Like if you were going to learn a music instrument in school, I, yeah. a lot of musicians told me this, that you had to only play one. Like if you're going to be a saxophone player, you have to, or you're going to be a piano pianist, you only do piano, right? Um, but I think, um, I think now we're getting away from that a little bit more. Yeah. I think there's always aspects of people, you know, in history doing a lot of different things but I think expectations were if you're going to be a lawyer you're going to be a lawyer yeah. you know yeah. if you're going to be a dentist you're a dentist you don't get to do art on the side <laughs> right but I think now we're exposed to so much and we have a little bit more freedom that we can be multifaceted yeah well and I find that most artists kind of are mm-hmm. um, and that's maybe why our studios are so chaotic but I I always envied and then didn't trust artists that would start I'm going to paint a cat mm-hmm. and in the end they had a cat and it was all exactly to you know mm-hmm. specific because I was like what if something else came along like what if the dog chased the cat yeah, and, and you know or what if what if you decided it's a dog halfway yeah. through like it I never to me it's such an intuitive process mm-hmm. too that it seems like it would stifle you by mm-hmm. having one thing or or only you know being so planned out mm-hmm. that you weren't open to that lovely you know intuition mm-hmm. that we we have going right well I find that intuition a lot with like weaving at the guild we'll mm-hmm. have a project and it's supposed to end up with this pattern <laughs> and I'm not so good at continually doing that pattern and I will start and I will be frustrated because it's not exactly the way I want and then it turns into something like a completely different pattern or a completely different something than it, what we had started with but I'm so much more happy with it yeah. than if I had forced myself to stay within those restraints right. of that pattern or that color or you know and and it just excites me more than just yes yeah. you know well the, the rules are meant to be broken and not followed and for sure. And all of those <laughs> things, right? Um, and so with mediums, mm-hmm. we've sort of talked about, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're, you're weaving, but yeah. other than that, it sounds like you're sort of open to almost whatever medium it is to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? 
and it de- like it depends on what I'm feeling or what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I'd love to have a little bit more aspect of you know, maybe learning a little bit more from other people um, on different mediums, you know, and trying, like I tried doing a little bit of um, work with clay through the guild here in um, Lethbridge. And and I was happy with my pieces, but it's just not, I could see myself doing aspects with um, clay. But it wasn't. But it wasn't something I could completely focus on. Yeah. So when you're at home, is there something that you're ending up doing at home or art isn't really? Oh, there's a lot of art <laughs> happening at home. Your kids are kind of doing my, art too, My kids say? are doing art and then I always am doing it with them and then I'm still doing whatever they're working on <laughs> and they have moved on. So, And I, I have really enjoyed that aspect of being exposed to some of the materials that we all got to experience in elementary or junior high or preschool and playing with them again yeah and I think sometimes um, we make like um, judgments or opinions on what materials you should use yeah but there's some really cool and fun things that come out of materials that are probably not what a professional yeah painter would use but have really cool effects yeah so I'm really enjoying that aspect like I know that foamy clay that kids play, air yeah. dry, but it's like not hard clay, it's like foamy. Yeah. We've been playing with a lot of that. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed. Well, maybe I'll have to get some of that, even though I don't have any kids. No, I, I, still... I think I might buy a couple <laughs> more packs just for me. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, hey? And you can paint it and yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, and I, the texture. Yeah. It's not, it's light, but it holds its shape and its form. Is but that what they make the earrings out of that you see? That's like um, baked clay, so kind oh, of the okay. same. That stuff's really fun too. Yeah, because I know I have a few pairs and they're almost soft. Like they're mm. not soft, but they almost have a bend to them rather than a... So maybe they are making out of the air, like the I don't foam know. air dry. I know a lot of um, people are making some really awesome earrings out of the clay that you bake. Yeah. And so kids make that a lot into like figurines or um, beads and stuff and bake it. But yeah, there's a lot of um, artists and craft people making some really cool stuff out of the bake, bake stuff. Did you ever try the shrinky dinks? No, <laughs> I've watched kids do the shrinky dinks and I'm very, very <laughs> drawn to them. But also the idea of baking plastic <laughs> in my oven just... I don't remember. I haven't made them since I was a kid. Oh, I, never, I don't remember I, them making any smell or anything weird. But would we remember but... <laughs> that they made smell as a kid? That's true. I never had that as a kid, but I've seen some kids like making them and like some of the cool little things they are. Yeah. But I, yeah. Oh, it's they're... pretty amazing that you make something big and, and it, it does, shrinks. And to... it shrinks to this perfect little, little... yeah, it, it, it is pretty amazing. Well, was, I think it would hide a lot of my flaws too that I would make. <laughs> suck it all in and it would look all nice and not yeah I'm not very good at drawing no I'm not either (laughs) it's funny I didn't think um that I was an artist or could be an Mm -hmm. artist or whatever because I didn't draw and my mom draws very well and paints well and um so I'm at I just took a I 
think one of my friends said, just take foundations class. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, here are my people. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, okay. You know, it's such mm -hmm. a, such a different thing. But I sort of had this, you grow up as you're a kid and it's like, if, you know, if you can't draw, then you're not an artist, right? So it's, even as you're a kid, you sort of put in these little in slots the boxes, of, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember like if you weren't drawing like this way, you were not, you yeah. know, you shouldn't be in grade 12 art. No, exactly. <laughs> that dog does not look like the a dog. dog. And there I was in grade 12 art. <laughs> Nothing looked like what it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So what's on the horizon for you, do you think? Or are you kind of, you know, it's something, sorry, I'm asking no. 14 questions at the same time. No worries. My husband always says, Lorley, just finish one sentence for me. Just one. Just, because well, I'm like, tut, tut, tut. I appreciate that you don't, because that's how my brain works. <laughs> my mom and I, we can have complete conversations yeah. of these, like, half sentences all the time. It feels like but, a lot of times I, like, bring us in a circle yeah. and I come back to the start but it just takes a little bit of a just a little bit longer yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> um no I was gonna ask as an artist and so talking to different mm -hmm. artists during the pandemic mm -hmm. in particular um looking at doing um live models right mm -hmm. so being an artist and not having that capability mm -hmm. and in a way I can sort of see with CASA and what mm -hmm. you're not able to do at CASA mm -hmm. going into be able how do you think it's affected you or or what do you miss more than you thought you would or so I honestly was kind of like oh this is okay we're mm -hmm. gonna be locked down for a little bit like I'm gonna get so much done yeah like because I'm not gonna be like distracted by all this other stuff and it was completely not that yeah um like the loss of structure yeah the loss of like the separation from home really mm -hmm. impacted me having my kids and trying to teach a grade oneer, I'm not a teacher. No. It just like I went really well for a few weeks, and then it just, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it you know it it kind of like I haven't dug out of that yet. Yeah. Even though like September hit, kids were back in school. Yeah. It's almost like I haven't been able to get back into yeah. um, into my routine. Mm -hmm. You know, and we've had things open up and things close, so yeah. we've had a lot of uncertainty there and yeah. so you know I've been starting a whole bunch of stuff yeah and not getting like not finishing yeah so I have a lot of projects on the go but it doesn't really feel like I'm getting to the end of anyone <laughs> but I'm having right. lots of good ideas and I'm starting lots of stuff yeah and I have lots of goals and lots of things that I want to accomplish yeah but it doesn't feel like like I'm going anywhere. <laughs> it feels like I'm just in this circle of of um, of thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah, which is great. Like I have a lot of stuff um, in my mind and a lot of ideas, but I'm not able to like get get it going anywhere. So I'm hoping <laughs> the next few months I can get myself more organized. Yeah, and um, kind of more maybe into schedule again. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out too. Is it a schedule I need or or what is it? Because I, I almost feel like I should just, my studio, just get up in the morning and come down here and mm -hmm. just be here. And because it's almost like at first, same thing. And I was mm -hmm. doing yep. a lot and I make sure I'm here once a week sort of yep. thing, but I could be here so much more. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, do I need to just set like, this is where I go in the mm -hmm. morning. This is what I do. Um, because not having that structure, you can mm -hmm. just sort of flail and end up mm -hmm. and weeks go by and, you know, nothing's happened, 
right? So. And I also, like, if I have a plan and I'm going to accomplish this today and, like, one little thing throws me off, yeah. I have a hard time, like, getting myself back into what I had tried to accomplish today, like, for the day. Yeah. And especially having kids and, like, pets and husbands and all of that you have more than one husband i wish (laughs) (laughs) that's my third goal in life um Uh oh might need to like (laughs) no that's fine (laughs) um like one little thing will throw me off like and then you know and there's so many things that could throw me off yeah i think that's sometimes where i get going and then a kid is sick yeah and then the whole day is like dissolved yeah. because I want to take care of my kid. I want to get everything organized. Yeah. But I can't, it's almost like I can't get anything done then. Yeah. So, and this last year, everyone's had that. Yeah. We'll have days where, or weeks or yeah. a month that things have been switched so much that we're kind of, I think it's that uncertainty. Like, yeah. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. No, exactly. And so that really throws me off a little bit. And I think that's why I, I start a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like that optimism. So, and well, I don't then, finish anything. But that, and then we just have to know that's okay, right? Like, yeah. I think that it's okay to start things. And the process of starting and making mm-hmm. art is so important. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't need to finish them. Sometimes you had that process mm-hmm. and you started it and you gain something from it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't need to finish it unless you're the type of person that really, really has to finish it. But sometimes I think it's okay to then let something mm-hmm. drop that it served you mm-hmm. and you and was important and all those different things, but not necessarily maybe to, to have to finish it. I don't know. Well, that's that, like, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> Carla's like, get it done. done. And then I'm like, yeah. I think that's the problem is, like, yeah. But maybe aspects. that's a good thing. Well, not, maybe. Not the, not the problem. See, whereas my yeah. brain sometimes goes, okay, no. You thought about it. You wrote about yeah. it. You went through. Now let's choose what you're actually going to finish and get going here. So, yeah, my mine's like, eh. <laughs> I just like so I need a little Carla in my life. <laughs> we all need a little bit of something, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. None of us are perfect. No, and no. we probably shouldn't want to be. No, but we're that society wants us to be sometimes. I yeah, think. we have to we have to prove what actually is perfect and not I perfect. Don't, uh, I think though, media has a little bit of an influence on what we're imagining is perfect nowadays. That's why it's important for me to challenge it in my art, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to challenge what's norm and what's perfect and what's all those different mm-hmm. things. So my art works that way, mm-hmm. right? Always trying to to challenge or push my way to the table or and whatever. And we see little aspects of like that challenging, but yeah. like I think if you look at even at architecture or um, like everyone is at, like we're losing the stories of our lives in architecture mm-hmm. a lot of times too, right? Yeah. Like people don't want to have like their travel knickknacks or their that stuff because it's not fitting into what's in a magazine anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're losing stories. We're losing stories in our like our clothing as well with fast like fast fashion, right? Yeah. Everyone's wearing the same thing. Not everyone, but like yeah. And then we're losing the stories of things too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's, I never even thought about that, but mm-hmm. it's true. Like even these little knickknacks, 
were stories, mm-hmm. right? And they were places that people had been and and we're, we are losing mm-hmm. that because we want it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. We want our places to look a certain way, yeah. but it's true. Like um, we're, yeah. Or we're losing like function, like something that's functional anymore, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that couch that was comfy and it's worn in and like we loved it. And we had a lot of experience in it. Does it meet what's in the, like on TV? Yeah. With their perfect, like, you know, mm-hmm. leather couch. Not yeah. that I have a perfect leather coach until well, it's not all over it. But <laughs> that's why the leather's usually yeah. kind of good. Um, but I do find I have I have a couch and I mm-hmm. went to go look for a new one and they're all just crap. Like mine's a mm-hmm. hundred and well, I'm sure it's got to at least be a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And so, but I mean, it's strong and whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's nothing I see that's better. I think I'll pay the money to get it recovered when I can afford it. I know, like a lot of social medias showing us like what we should look like what we should wear like it's really good at marketing Mm -hmm. stuff to us and everyone's curating what they show as well and i know i'm guilty of that as well right yeah um but yeah no when i see that challenge it's like that that mom that posts their kitchen (laughs) (laughs) and it's a complete disaster (laughs) and i can say hey that's what my kitchen looks like yeah It's true though, right? We, yeah. Those little ways where we start to see things or a little bit. When I see what you're posting, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a body. That's yeah. like what we all look like, right? Yeah. We're not Photoshopped. We're not like... No, it's, and it's, yeah. it's hard even myself to get to that point to go, okay, and I'm going to hit and I am going to mm-hmm. put it out there without going, I could smooth that side. You know, like it's hard, but it to me, it's really important that that we have those different bodies well and, and I know like when I I don't typically post a lot of like pictures of myself on social media yeah but it's because I become quite critical yeah because of what I see out there yeah um that the lighting has to be right yeah. and my nose has to be like positioned a certain way you have a perfect nose oh it depends what <laughs> position you look at it right but it's how you see yourself oh, versus exactly. other people oh, as totally. well yeah. or my makeup like I'm not a huge makeup wearer and yeah. like if I don't have it on and I'm going to take a picture do I feel uncomfortable with myself yeah. right yeah it's very very true yeah. or like yeah we, we just get influenced by so much now and you know I guess that's an aspect of being very self-critical as well you know you kind of hide stuff as well yeah it takes guts to come out and Mm -hmm. we got guts so we can do it we could (laughs) some of us have more guts than others (laughs) well and I I think as artists right that's where we get to to sort of show what what's up and what we're doing Mm -hmm. and and to smash at norms Mm -hmm. and one thing I've been doing kind of a little bit over the last little bit is not posting like anything of with me in it mm-hmm. and seeing kind of the response on that yeah versus if I post like a piece of my like my artwork with me like holding it or beside it yeah the amount of people that are liking yeah it because I'm in it yeah versus the actual artwork and is it quite a difference oh it's quite a difference yeah which I know social media is about sharing about yourself yeah but it's also kind of disappointing that it's also more likes if you're in it whereas if something that you've worked really hard on and thought about and tried to um, share is not being as accepted yeah and I quite liked watching that yeah and it's um, 
I'm just going to say it so loud, even mm -hmm. though we're on the mics, I'm not sure how long our camera's going to go. We're probably going to want it. <laughs> Out of our control. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it curating our lives is really what it has become with mm -hmm. social media. And there's some kids that have come up on social media that that's all they know. That's all they know is sort of how to set their life up and what to present. Mm -hmm. And if they don't present what's perfect, then mm -hmm. the what's going to happen. Social media is a... A curse and a blessing and I it's fantastic it. me too I, I love it I use it, it. <laughs> but um, yeah I don't know it can it's, it's interesting watching a lot of people that I know and that like the desire to be a social media influencer of something mm-hmm and I don't know I don't I don't know I shouldn't be anyone's social media influencer <laughs> it's such a weird word mm -hmm. it's funny I bought a t-shirt somewhere and it had influencer on the mm -hmm. front and so I just got like as a joke like mm -hmm. I thought it was so funny yep. and that everyone would be on in on the joke but yep. they weren't they thought yep. I was wearing it non-ironically and I was like really have you met me do you think I'm going to be wearing a shirt that says influencer let me it? like show you this product <laughs> exactly <laughs> have you seen my photos um <laughs> that's my product <laughs> yeah exactly um I, one thing before we mm -hmm. go, this Mogo Pro. So Mogo Pomo. Oh, Mogo Pomo is like um, a business that yeah. I run, selling supplies to weavers, spinners, okay. textile artists. Kind of, if I want to use it, I should share it. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, we'll put a link. We'll put a link there, and people can have a. Boom. So uh, I guess maybe you're wondering about the name. Uh, yeah, I was. Because <laughs> like the biggest question I get is what Mogo Pomo is. So as I mentioned, my husband's an architect, so yeah. we've traveled a lot and gone to see a lot of different buildings and we I talk about buildings and that's all he talks about really. Yeah. So, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, so um, he's really interested in like modern and, you know, watching him go through school, I got like, impacted by a lot of different books and um, him talking about it and his friends talking about it. So uh, Mo is mo modern, Yeah. going, the go, post-modern. Oh, so I needed a name, and so we would go and we would look at art. And one day I just said, "Oh, that's so Mogo Pomo." Oh, and he's like, "Oh," and so uh, I thought, "Hey, that's a good name." Yeah, yeah. Mogo Pomo, and it is once. Well, once it's kind of funny. It's like it is. You can have Mogo Pomo Duomo, <laughs> or the Mogo Pomo Moto, oh. or like lots of different things. See, you do like words. Hey. I love words. Are and you numbers. a writer? I am. So I have, I have read a lot of poetry when I was a kid. My yeah. parents put me in speech arts through the music conservatory. Oh, really? Because I think when I was in a, a kid and I had kind of like some speech stuff going on, yeah, uh, people didn't really treat it the same way as now. Kids are getting so much more resources yeah. for um, not pronouncing things right. Yeah, and I was, I guess, not severe enough. Yeah. to need to go anywhere. So my parents thought putting me in speech arts would cure it all. <laughs> and I remember like making my um, speech arts instructor cry, <laughs> trying to make me say aluminum. <laughs> uh, so uh, made her cry. I, well, almost. I'm sure maybe I, cried. I just remember it was she was very frustrated. She at least went for a cigarette out back when you were done. Yeah. <laughs> aluminum was a very hard word for me. Um, and still like words yeah like 
Newfoundland is a, I don't even know if I said it right. You did. Oh, good. I have to say understand before I say it. <laughs> like all these things. So I was exposed to a lot of um, plays and poetry. And so I quite young started writing poetry. Yeah. And then the music came in as well. So then I was writing music. Mm-hmm. But there's an as- aspect of me that still does a lot of writing. So yeah. that's where the words an aspect of some of my art having some short words in them yeah. as well as then I'm drawn to words yeah. just like drawn to some numbers yeah me too um text I mean I'm a writer mm. but text is huge in almost all my work I think yeah. it's including text in it somewhere around yeah. so different like I'm very drawn to different words yeah. and, and, and using them and that's kind of what I'm working on on social media right now is is different words kind of the words of like what would be some sins and insecurities as well and, and manipulating them and and then, there, and then there's a work that might develop out of that af- after but I've had a few things published um, and I, I hope to do a lot more writing I hope to do a lot more everything I just yeah. gotta schedule it all in right <laughs> well once everything opens back up we should go down to the owl for their for their poetry reading oh they do I yeah I haven't read for like literally years and years so we'll both give each other moral support yeah. and the motivation <laughs> to yeah. go do it I would love that yeah, yeah. Was... they've got a really strong writing and those poetry nights I've been to them and they're really, really good good support oh. you know usually poetry reading you go and there's like eight people yeah. there right and you've heard all of them say the same thing over and over no it's so yeah. the first one you and me are there okay sounds good so we gotta get to work it's a date yeah. <laughs> yeah, get writing yeah okay so thank you so much thank you. for joining me again mm-hmm. and um we talked about before mm-hmm. we'll put some images up of mm-hmm. of your weaving and um your other pro- i definitely like show those vessels mm-hmm. that project so yeah you'll have to send me some images for and sure. some links and yeah i can we'll go from there sure. okay. well thank you so much thank you i too. really enjoyed this yeah time. me too okay. cheers, cheers.